This is Kevin Conroy, the voice of Batman. You're listening to the Mostly Harmless Podcast. At least you better be. Welcome to the Mostly Homeless Podcast. I'm your host, Dammit Damien. All right, buddies, welcome to the show. Finally, at long last, we are here today to give to you the Mostly Harmless Live Podcast from Denver Comic Con, Comics versus Comics, uh, where I pitted comedians Nathan Lund and Jim Hickox against comic book creators Zach Kinsella and Gerard K about their love of wrestling, um... Adventures in wrestling, what wrestling means to them. That was the idea. That was the theme of this podcast. Uh, we also had some special drop-in appearances from uh, some pro wrestlers, Sander Creed and Alabaster Kane. It was a super silly, fun, live adventure at Denver Comic Con. It was recorded at noon. Uh, now I know better than to try to get two comedians or two exhausted comic book people up before noon to do a, a show. Uh, it was a little... Uh, I expected this mad, wacky madcap adventure and uh instead we had a really cool chat with these guys about what wrestling meant to them um how it affected their lives how it influenced their stand-up and their comedy careers and whereas me i wanted something silly stupid fun off the chains we ended up getting something way better friends so i'm pretty stoked about it i would apologize to everybody for it taking so long for this audio to come together i'd lost a little bit of the audio and we were kind of waiting for the video to go up to put them both up at the same time um, but my buddy matt who did all my video work for free um, he's taking paying gigs and I can't get mad at him for not doing the thing I'm not paying him for. Uh, but hopefully that will be up later this week, but I wanted to hurry up and get this episode up now, um, because there's something super cool and super awesome happening Tuesday, August 18th at our sponsors, beer works brewery. I screwed that up, but we're going to leave that edit in. Our Buddies Brewery, Ratio Beer Works, they're the sponsors of this show. They're going to be doing a super awesome event with our buddies at Lucha Libre Labs. Um, so as you're going to hear on the audio of this taping, um, a, a couple of the guys did kind of a, they kind of, it kind of became a little bit of a promo for the upcoming Lucha Libre and Laps bout in May that happened at the Oriental Theater. My dumb ass should have gotten this up in time for that. But no, we have it up in time now. We got it up now, buddies. We're going to make a deal out of it. Um, Lucha Libre and Laughs is the super awesome, cool uh, merger of comics, comedians, that is, comedians and wrestling. Um, and it's just a super fun, silly, ridiculous time. Uh, normally it happens at the Oriental Theater. But this time we're going to be doing a special exhibit exhibition match. At, a, at my favorite brewery, Ratio Beer Works. Now, this, this match is going to feature, and let's see if I can get these names right without screwing it up. Uh, the headlining match is going to be Sammy Six Guns Jr. and Danger Dean versus Xander Creed and Golden Star. Then we got other matches like Lonnie Valdez versus Royce Isaacs. We got Electro versus Silverhawk. Bruce Rogers versus Prodigy versus the Miracle that is Tony. And then Aiden Rees versus Ronan, and then you're going to have the fine gentleman, 
that are Sam Talent and Nathan Lung. Nathan Lund. Jeez, man, I can't talk tonight. Too many beers already. Jeez. They're going to be providing the commentary for this whole event. And plus uh, making you laugh your ass off. This is a free event. It's going to be happening on this super awesome award-winning patio at Ratio Beerworks. Of course, that's at 2920 Larimer. Uh, about a block and a half away from Larimer Lounge here in Denver, guys. Uh, it's a free show. It's at 7 p.m. And uh, you're going to have a blast. So thanks to uh, Nick Gossard. Ian Douglas Terry, Sex Spot Comedy, Ratio, and uh, Denver for Relief for helping make this happen. Um, I help work on some of the Ratio shows, so I guess maybe me in there too. But no, I didn't have anything to do with this. Uh, come come see me. I'll be hosting some one of the Ratio Comedy Works events coming up soon. Stay tuned for that. Uh, but real quick, before we get into the interview, I just want to want to talk about it real quick. And uh, um, I don't really know how the hell I came up with the idea for this panel. I think it was not long after the first Mostly Harmless Live podcast at Mutiny with Ian Douglas Terry, Zach Kinsella, and Sleeping Weather. Uh, IDT and Zay, Zay K, that's what we're going to start calling them, Zach Kinsella. They, uh, they're huge wrestling fans. Our good buddy Gerard, who was on Mostly Harmless Live episode two, is a gigantic wrestling fan. And I just had this madcap crazy harebrained half-baked idea to do a wrestling panel at denver comic-con i pitched it i never expected them to accept it they accepted it and then i went how the hell do i do this uh, but i figured it'd be kind of crazy and madcap and wild and silly and fun again as i said earlier it's it ended up being like a cool uh, it ended up being like a cool chat about how uh being a wrestling kid helped influence these guys and being cool comedians, uh, doing their own thing and making, you know, making things happen for themselves. Um, but, uh, Ian Douglas Terry, he could not make it to the, to the panel. He was out of town on tour. Uh, so we suggested Nathan, who is of course the Denver comedy champion of the world. Um, Gerard, huge wrestling fan and podcaster. And then the wild card on this was Jim Hickox, who's not really a giant wrestling fan, but he's a good buddy of my roommate. And those guys, I know Jim in the past was a D&D kid and whatnot, and I felt like he might have a different side to show the geekery. Uh, so that's why he was invited instead of somebody like Nick Gossard or one of the other fantastically awesome not to say that Jim isn't, but one of the other Denver comedians that's an even bigger wrestling fan. So apologies to anyone I may have left out. Uh, we're going to go ahead and pitch this to Denver Comic-Con again next year, uh, 2016. But I'm going to suggest that I don't host it and maybe just produce it and help put it together and get some cool guys uh, with Lucha Libre and laughs uh, to all put it together. Um, going into this, I knew nothing of wrestling. And hell, let's be honest, I still don't. So right before um, the panel, I watched the documentaries Beyond the Mat. And the one about Brett, Brett the Hitman Hart, that's on Netflix. And then so watching these these things, I was like, oh, man, we're going to start rivalries. We're going to, uh, I'm going to be the bad guy. I'm going to be the heel. And I'm, I'm going to get these guys to, like, really take the shit out of me and really just kind of, like, take me to town. And I wanted to be the bad guy. Well, I, I'm not a very good bad guy at noon. Um, but, you know, we had fun. And you'll see, well, you'll see how things turn out here in the podcast and then another big surprise was i didn't really expect that many people to be there i'd done a panel earlier in the weekend with a fairly um well-known uh, young adults graphic novelist uh named liz prince about her book tomboy and about only about 20 people showed up so you can imagine my surprise when about 150 people were lined up down the hallway for our silly little wrestling panel um i would whatever man shit happens uh we had a whole lot of fun 
Thank you to all the guys involved with it. Um, it without further ado, I'll quit rambling. I'm going to ramble enough in this this live podcast. So uh, without further ado, let's travel back in time to Denver Comic Con 2015 in May and meet up with my buddies Jim Hickox, Nathan Lund, Zach Kinsella, and Gerard Kay. And then we're going to have some uh, special guest appearances from Xander Creed and Alabaster Kane. And make sure you make it out to Ratio Tuesday, August 18th. 7 p.m. for a free Lucha Libre and Laps wrestling show. Uh, let's uh, let's let's head over to the Denver Comic Con. Take a listen, buddies. Ladies and gentlemen of Denver, Colorado, are you feeling mostly harmless? <laughs> I said Denver, Colorado, Denver Comic Con. I'm asking you a question. Are you feeling mostly harmless? Stuff. 
Make me pay for this thing to get shipped to me. So uh, yeah, I've I've been enjoying it, uh, and I don't feel that weird at all. And if anything, maybe I am weird, but we're all weirdos, aren't we? All right. we, are, we all are. We just have to be wrestling weirdos. That's all. What uh, Nathan doesn't know is that the ECW is five comedians that got together to prank Nathan Lund into feeling good about himself. I'm enjoying And we the took ride. the twenty bucks that he sent in and got a pitcher of beer too. <laughs> He actually forfeited his position for a short period of time to our friend Aaron Urist, fellow comedian, because he left the belt in his car. That's, it, it, that, but that's not really forfeiting. I mean, it's not a finder's keeper's rule when it comes to being the champion. I'm glad, you, a, I'm glad you've created a fantasy around this thing. There's a whole rule book. Yeah, exactly. There's a whole rule book that was uh, mailed to me in addition to the title. Again, I had to pay for that as well. Um, I haven't um, read through how, all of it. How much of uh, Jim's rent did you pay by... Uh, how, how much? How much did the belt cost? Oh, did, how much did it cost to make? No, that it's was. What, what did you say? No, one, no, no. Uh, it was one, one, one evening at the at Home Depot, just printing out all those labels. That's about right. Yeah, it was, <laughs> yeah, it was like forty cents. It was great. <laughs> okay. I just had it. <laughs> so, did you guys get that belt from Target? No, it was mailed to me by the goddamn ECW, yeah, the Ensemble for Comedic Writers. Nathan's just now figuring out that this is a prank. I get. <laughs> this is. He's completely shocked. All right, you can, you can force any B, B story that you want, but uh, I signed for this in the mail. I'm the champ. And it's great. I'm proud. It's nice to have a title. And there's so much great wrestling and comedy that happens here. They've combined in a lot of ways in a lot of uh, arenas in Denver. So it's nice to have a title because I hang out with wrestlers now, and they have championship belts, and now I have one too. It's nice. How do you get to defend it? Uh, I can be defended via comedy or wrestling. Or getting it out of Aaron Either Deer's way. car. <laughs> Either way. <laughs> Yeah, so I've, 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 I wrestled Chris Charpentier before he uh, moved to L.A., and I beat him. He was a res uh, com comedian here, and uh, I beat him in a Loser Leaves Town match. And so he was forced. He, luckily for him, he was already going to move to L.A. But I, but I beat him, and so he had, technically had to leave town. 
And uh, yeah, I got to stay. <laughs> and luckily, Chris Charpentier is about five foot nothing. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. He put you on, he threw him to Los Angeles. He put, he put on a hell of a fight. But his mustache—that's what held him. That's mustache. what held all the up, right? That's what bought the fight. Yeah. Yeah. Zach, what, what what kind of words of wisdom do you have for Nathan on keeping his uh, world comedy champion belt over here? Um, mostly hit people with it. Oh, yeah. Is it heavy? This is wrestling, right? We hit people with belts, and in the crotch region, a little turkey slap will get you a long way. Just saying. <laughs> a turkey slap. I, I, I just want to ask a question if I can. Please. I, I want to know how all these guys got into wrestling. Oh, I was going to ask that. All of us? I was waiting. I'm sorry. I'm impatient. But, so the, the, the actual question here that I have that I was about to ask, Gerard. Thank you. That is your, indeed your real name? Sometimes. Sometimes G. Sometimes G. Sometimes I mispronounce it really badly. Anyway. Anyway. That's neither here nor there. Um, so w w growing up... I remember all the weird kids, get kids in detention, eating glue, sniffing glue. They really, really liked wrestling. And of course, I'm only 25 years old, so that was not that long ago. Um, You're 25? Yeah, wow. I, 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 I rode look, hard, put away wet. At least, 40, <laughs> at least 43. Yeah. Yeah, at least 43. So how, how, did you guys, how did you guys discover um, your love of wrestling? And, um, and how did it lead you down this path that you're currently on? Uh... I've watched wrestling since I was like nine. Uh, got into it when I was like nine. Ultimate Warrior, uh, The Undertaker. And uh, I watched it through the big boom in the 90s. It was, all, it was crazy. All of a sudden, in high school, it was cool to know everything about wrestling. I was like, I know everything about wrestling. And it was cool to be a wrestling fan for about two years. <laughs> From like 97 to 99, everybody knew something about wrestling. Everybody had like one wrestling shirt or told people to suck it. Or asked if, you know, asked if you could smell what The Rock was cooking. So it was cool, and I was like, whoa, yeah. And I went to college, and it was like gone. You know, it just went back, to the, back into the folds, you know, the, the, the margins of pop culture. And I still liked it and watched it, but not as much. And then uh, because of Lucha Libre and Laughs, the comedy and wrestling show that uh, happens uh, here uh, at the Oriental Theater, but here in Denver uh, regularly, I got back into wrestling just in the last couple of years. Uh, just uh, started... Paying more attention to it, not watching it all the time, but just kind of getting back into it. And it's been fun to, like, uh, I don't know, play WWE 15 and play the Path of the Warrior. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, so it's been, I've been uh, obviously a little too much into it. I'm dressed like Harley Race. <laughs> <when> <laughs> dressed like Dusty Rhodes uh, in the 80s, and I have a, a championship wrestling belt. But, yeah, I've embraced it. Uh, I've been having a really fun time with it. I don't know. Yeah, a lot uh, of wrestling and comedy now. Let's see. Yeah, I, I think also one of the things is, is again, how cult, pop culture kind of recycles itself every like 20, 30 years. So now that like 97, like that was the most popular year. Now it's like back to being cool again that people are being yeah. like, you know, because now The Rock's still like really making a comeback. Anyway, that's not how uh, I got into wrestling. I got into wrestling because of a pun that I heard once uh, when I was a kid of Brett the Shitman Fart. And I thought that was so Jim, funny. this is a PG-13. You, you can say that word once. Well, actually, there's, no. The, the, um, we apologize. Yeah, apologize for, the, apologize for the pun that got me into wrestling. Yeah, the, uh, but it really, it, I, I loved so much. Uh, the, uh, it was just Macho Man all the way. Oh, yeah. Oh, cream of the crop, always rising I'm feeling, to the I'm top. Comfortable right now. Oh yeah. No, that was. I don't know what it was. It was so uh, enrapturing as a kid, just to see people being crazy <laughs> and getting paid for it. And uh, yeah, I uh, did Lund just spill water all over himself. Nope. 
<laughs> I'd have to say, of all the people here, I'm the most uninitiated because I learned, I gleaned most of my wrestling history off Lund. Uh, Nathan is uh, an old roommate of mine. When we first met. So, yeah, <laughs> when we first met, it was all we could do. It was just every night, Monday Night Raw, and then... Uh, Wrestling, Smackdown on Fridays. Smackdown on Fridays that just destroyed our DVR. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, that was I kind of had a more retroactive uh, appreciation for wrestling. And now doing Lucha Libre and laughs every now and then, man, I just, uh, it's way too much fun. So that's my store. Passing it off. Passing Throwing it off. to you. Give Throwing it a hot you. tag. Um, yeah, so for me, growing up in Hawaii, it was uh, pretty big to be in the Polynesian wrestlers, the Wild Samoans. Uh, the high chief, Peter Maivia, his wife uh, ran a promotion. And my neighbor down the street, he ran a local promotion um, uh, run by Russ, uh, Frank Francis, who was uh, Russ Francis's father, who was a former um, 49er. So we would go every Saturday evening down to the War Memorial and watch professional wrestling. And it kind of grew into, uh, when I traveled, I always kind of stuck to watching wrestling. Lived in Arizona for a while, so I caught world champion, uh, world-class championship wrestling, caught some UWF. Uh, when I moved to Japan, I was following a lot of the Japanese wrestlers at the time. And then when I went to college in uh, Savannah College of Art and Design, I met this fool over here who was huge into wrestling, so we kind of made that bond. And um, at the time, I had this choice. After I graduated college, I could either go and work in an ad agency or I could join a pro wrestling school. And I signed up to join a Dean Malenko's wrestling school, if anybody's familiar with Dean Whoa. Malenko. And, uh, the, I got machine. The, the, the Dean machine. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> got the acceptance letter and everything. And... Uh, Made the phone call and uh, found out that he signed with the WWE or F at the time and shut down his school. <laughs> and I just recently found out if I had gone, uh, I would have been in the same class as Daniel Bryan. So I was kind of a little bummed about that. But he went on to bigger, better things, and Whoa. I'm here on a panel with three other guys. <laughs> <laughs> so that's that's kind of my wrestling story. So yeah, I've been a, I've been a big fan since I was five. So yeah. All right. Um, I uh, grew up in Texas, so as a Texan, you are initiated it by having your uncles beat you up and put you in figure four leg locks for most of your life. Um, headlocks were uh, very liberally given. <laughs> so, but yeah, like, you know, growing up watching, you know, old WCCW down there, going to the Sportatorium, my dad would take us every so often since it was like three hours away, so I didn't get there a lot. But um, yeah, so, you know, like I said, just both basically my uncles and my dad in the 80s got you know it was just like basically being passed down to us as you know wrestling fans and then um yeah i just kept watching it like a sad addictive compulsion <laughs> so every night uh raw watching that monday nights uh, now i have the wwe network i've kept up with the whole time and i guess i'm dressed like cm punk i've got a hoodie on all right that's a thing so <laughs> Um, yeah, and so I, I also, um, as a result of that wrestling fandom, I did a webcomic this last year called King Mall with my buddy Aubrey Sitterson, who used to work for WWE uh, and Marvel Comics, and is about a space barbarian that wrestles his way through trolls. And, name dropping. Um, name dropping. I'm, oh, was I not supposed to speak, repeat, repeat what you were just calling me out on? Because, you know, it's giving my credits out, thank you. Um, are, thought, we, are we on the same I team? thought we were on the front. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, so... Um, yeah, wrestling has bled into my comics as well, so it's taken yeah. over. So, so what? What from that professionalship? You know, you're you're watching these shows every. I, I don't know when they come on because I have a life. Um, you know, I date girls. Anyway, <laughs> enough about that. Well, Karen Gillian is going to be my future ex-wife. Anyway, so what? What from watching these guys perform each and every week, day in day out, 
What, what, what did you guys glean from that to put towards your comics and your comedy art form? I mean, obviously, you're the world comedy champion, or Denver comedy champion, soon yeah. to be the world comedy champion. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. Fingers crossed. Uh, you know what's cool is uh, becoming a stand-up comic. We're, we have a lot of uh, similarities with uh, wrestlers, with our lives. We travel a lot, ideally. You travel a ton. Uh, you try to entertain strangers for money. You try to get money out of it. It's really hard. Uh, you have to be really dedicated, and you have to work hard, and then it pays off, hopefully. But uh, yeah, and so I've enjoyed meeting wrestlers and kind of realizing we're all trying to find a, a personality or a gimmick or an angle that works, a product that we can sell or a personality that, uh, or, or ourselves, you know, but a, but a version of ourselves that can entertain people and keep them captivated. And so I've definitely bonded with uh, wrestler Xander Creed is here. He's a wrestler. He's fucking great. Never and, heard of uh, him. He, he has, uh, we get fascinated with other, you know, other uh, entertainers, so musicians, you know, can, we can also bond with them, but wrestlers and comics, we've been getting along a lot. And, uh, just being able to put on a show, that's all that we want to do. And uh, so, yeah, that's a, it's an easy way to bond with people. I'd say, like, <clears throat> whenever a show's going poorly, I can always just uh, secretly cut myself with a razor to get the blood going to really <laughs> spice yeah. things up. You know? That's, that's not going that well. <laughs> yeah, that's just all of a sudden. Just, we, like, we, we keep a little, losing people. A little so color. I, yeah, and then, uh, Jim, we keep losing people. Should I pull out my knife? Yeah, add a little no. color. <laughs> We still got people who trust me. It's got to go a lot worse than this. Now they, uh, and then, yeah, per, uh, perfecting my finishing move. That's always it. You know, they, they know the joke's coming, and I just make them howl for it. And then at the end of the movie, I die. Uh, no. That's about it for me, really. I, uh, I, I think that Nathan pretty much got a perfect canvas of it. Yeah, it is, it is the development of a personality, and it is the development of that kind of larger-than-yourself version. Uh, which is fun. I mean, it's play, and it's it's very cool. And then I have so much more respect for wrestlers because of the you know acrobatics that are involved in that. I just stand still and sweat. <laughs> you sweat a lot. That's my entire life. So uh, yeah, that. <laughs> it, it, all the times I've seen you do comedy, you are actually sitting. sitting oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, sweating. still sweating though. Isn't that a, isn't that impressive? <laughs> You're doing pretty good right now. I know. Yeah, we got oh, yeah there we go. Dehydration. What about, yeah, that's, that's what about, what about you two? Well, I think uh, comics and, and wrestling kind of really goes, at least with mainstream, goes hand in hand. I mean, you've got, you know, big brawny dudes hitting each other with stuff. And just look at the Hulk, you know? He looks like, you know, Brock Lesnar looks, literally looks like the Hulk, right? <laughs> so, um, but also, you know, like I said, just the movement of comics. I mean, there's so much, like, there's so many times you go see, a, like, a comic book movie, like, oh, man, he just powerbombed, like, like the... Like the Hulk, I'll go back to the Hulk again. Like the Hulk, like in one of his movies, suplexed a helicopter. And I, I, <laughs> I weeped a little bit at that moment. It was amazing. Um, so just like for comics, like, and also like, you know, there's a certain part of like reality that kind of creeps into wrestling at some point. As it does, and the same thing with comics, like they can get pretty real, right? Um, so when those two things happen, that's when like they're the, they're the best and they kind of, when they, they know how to, how to swerve you and work you and get you like really excited for the stuff. And I think, Comics and wrestling both have that same energy to them, where you're like, yeah, you know, the, we all know like this is not happening like for real, right? There is not like the storytelling is is there in both comics and in wrestling, and so we know how to make that. And wrestlers and comic artists, we know how to make that craft and to elevate it into something that's a true entertainment form. And <coughs> just kind of echoing off of that, the biggest thing. Um, 
that you can always take away is wrestling is about psychology. Um, you want to make sure that uh, you get people, whether it's a three-minute match, a five-minute match, or a Broadway 60-minute, that you, you, you tell a story in the match, you get the people involved. And the same thing with, happens in comic books. Um, you know, I've got a lot of people that come and take a look at the comic book, and they just flip through it. Whether they're captured by the artwork or whether they, there's, a, there's a certain scene that they focus in on, that's what kind of draws them in if there's really no word of mouth. The psychology is the biggest thing that, uh, that we try to take away from wrestling or from comics is to get the people involved in it and get them invested in these characters because you do have a short window to get somebody involved in it. Unless you're like Tombstone Jesus out in Utah or something like that, that you know, people are like, ooh, who's that? Um, it, it's really hard to come up with that gimmick to draw people in. I mean, I remember the Honky Tonk Man, just the lamest character out there, and as soon as he turned heel, everybody wanted to pay millions of dollars just to see him get his butt kicked. So that's kind of some of the takeaways we try to do incorporate with our storytelling with comics. What is a heel? I was about to say, do we all know the wrestling terminology? Who doesn't know it? And they sit down. <laughs> Get out! You know it. <laughs> hey, man. Yeah, a heel is a bad guy, and a face, or blue eye, is a good guy. And there's some of the most important moments in wrestling is when somebody who is regarded or revered as a face turns heel. What? Yeah, that's where it, yeah. That's... Sure. It's like the telenovela drama. You just like turned to all heel. Yeah. <laughs> so it's, it's some Shakespeare <laughs> stuff going on. It's like how the ring, you know, uh, wields so much power that it turns people kind of <laughs> jealous and greedy. That's what the gold does. That's what the title does. The title That's can great. corrupt you. See? Yeah, he wants it. As soon as I got this thing, comedians wanted a shot at it. And I was like, no, no, it's mine. I just got it. Let me just sleep with it a little bit longer. It starts right away. And so it's pot and yeah, so it's it, yeah, you, you got to be careful. Precious. You should see Denim Club, Mr. Ian Douglas Terry eye that thing. It's it's an ugly sight when he gets his he gets to licking his chops looking at your belt. I I get really <laughs> uncomfortable. Oh yeah, that guy is never not in a Canadian tuxedo. <laughs> <laughs> so um so you guys, so you weirdos out here, I mean, I'm a weirdo, these guys are weirdos, you guys are weirdos. What are you guys thinking of this? You know, are you guys learning some stuff about this stuff? Cool. I'm, I'm pointing at this guy to give him his cue that was supposed to be a little more. Hey, we're going to edit all that out. Oh, we're going to have. Whoa. Hey, everybody, what's going on? I will introduce myself because you can't do it. Ladies and gentlemen, I am the world's most complete entertainment package, Mr. Entertainment Xander Creed, professional wrestler here in Denver, Colorado, Lucha Libre and Laughs, New Era, pro wrestling. I've, I've, I've met all of these gentlemen. I just met him today, but he uh, is very immersed within the Colorado wrestling history, so it's, it's an honor to meet him. But uh, yeah, I, uh, I'm tired of you up here calling people weirdos, like wrestling's bad. Yeah, see, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Get behind it. Where are you stand for yeah. me? Come here, come here, come here, come here, come here, come here. I want you to apologize to all the nice people for calling them weirdos for loving wrestling. I, I can't do it. Make it sincere. <laughs> Make it sincere. But say I'm sorry. But it's not real. Say I'm sorry. Say I'm sorry. You're sorry. No. Uh, I, I'm, I'm sorry. No, look at them and tell them oh. sincerely. Tell them. I'm looking at the camera. I'll start pulling out barriers visually. I know that I'm, hurts. I'm, 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 say it. I, I'm sorry. You're not. You're not really weirdos. I'm the weirdo. Okay. Because I don't love what you love. That just didn't even sound sincere. They, it hurts. <laughs> Does it hurt? Does it hurt? Does it hurt? Oh. Uh, okay. Yeah. 
Yeah, come on, yeah. Creed, everybody. Um, no, now, in, in all honesty, we're all a little weird, and that's why we're here today. I think Nathan Lund said it better, best earlier. Uh, but yeah, we do. We have Xander Creed here in the house tonight. You want to tell us a little bit about uh, Lucha Libre and Laughs, what you do here in Denver? I'm the new comedy champion now, whatever. Nathan. <laughs> you, you look pretty funny. That speech wasn't that funny. <laughs> yeah, you, you, you gave that up rather. Whatever, whatever. Um, <laughs> no, uh, Lucha Libre and Laughs is, uh, it's, it's, it's a blast. It's one of the most unique things I've ever had the privilege of being a part of, and it's um, one of the coolest things out there you'll see entertainment-wise, just because... Oh, they're not used to microphones. Okay. All right, no. <laughs> Unless they like come down from the ceiling on a string. Yeah. I usually hit someone with a microphone, so I'm not sure how this stationary works. Uh, now I'm glad I'm sitting two seats down. But no, um, Lucha Libre Laughs is it's amazing. I love being a part of it just because um, as a professional wrestler, you, you, you play off of the emotions of the people watching. You, you draw them into this, uh, into this art form. You get them really invested in each character, whether it's having them love you or having them absolutely just hate your guts to the point where you have kids throwing fries with ketchup in the middle of your match. And I've had it happen, and it's amazing. Like, no one usually likes to get booed, but now I'm at a point where I'm like, yeah, I want a kid to, like, kick me in the throat when I'm on the ground. Like, that's, it's amazing. Like, it, it's fantastic just because you can get that emotion out of them. You get them so invested to, to the point where they're actually enjoying themselves. And then when you mix in something like that with comedy, it's great because then they can, they can you have comedians who they laugh, and you have storytelling comedians, or you have... Uh, um, or, you, or you have one-liner comedians. Either way, they're entertaining you, and they can take you on an adventure, or they can hit you with quick little zingers, and it, and it, 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 it entertains you and brings you in. And the next thing you know, you have two men just coming out there and just, just, just beating the crap out of each other. But it's, and it's, not just, it's not just senseless violence. It's a storytelling. There's an arc. There's a beginning. There's a middle. There's an end. Like any movie you watch, any show you watch, any series. You go out, you're introduced to these characters, these characters are established, there's a high point of when these characters, when you, when you kind of get an idea of what they're about. And then there's an end point where you're not quite sure who's gonna win, who's gonna lose. Um, is the, you really want the person that you've invested your time into liking to beat the guy that has made you hate him the entire time. You know, and it's, a lot of people can just go out to the ring and just wrestle, but what it is is since it's an art form where you entertain. It's not just, if you want to just go out there and watch people fight, you can watch MMA, you can go out there and watch boxing, but you come in for the storytelling, you come in for the characters, um, and uh, there's just so many, there's nothing like professional wrestling. There's no other art form like it. There's no performing art like it where it's as physical as it is, it's as character-driven as it is, it's as emotionally driven as it is, where it brings you in in such a way where you actually care. I've had people who don't like wrestling at all. They, they not a fan of wrestling. They respect what they do, but like they respect what we do, but they're not a fan of wrestling. They've come to a Lucha Libre and Laugh show or another wrestling show I've done, and then at the end of the show, they said they'd enjoyed it just because the atmosphere, the characters, the things that are done, they have so much appreciation for the art form of it. So when you mix that in with, with comedy, and you have guys like Nathan Lund announcing stuff, like doing comedy commentary during a wrestling match, which it's hard to keep a straight face half the time from the things you say. Yeah. It is very impossible, but it's, it's, it's fun. It's a different atmosphere, and 
combining those two together is one of the best ideas I've ever seen. So that way, any Lucha Libre live show, I'm, I'm very proud to be. And, and, and what I like about, especially the Denver wrestling scene, is how inclusive it can be. People like I know Zach and Gerard have been involved with independent wrestling. Mm -hmm. These two are involved. You're involved. It's easy to get involved and participate. Mm -hmm. That that's a very big door that can fit a lot of people. Um, how do you guys suggest to maybe the people in the audience that might want to participate in something like this? What couldn't they do to uh, get up there and just make things happen? Well, as a wrestler, that's, oh, okay. this is to everybody too. Oh, okay. okay. Anyone want to go in first? Get a college degree first. Yeah, do oh. that. <laughs> definitely, definitely. So that way you'll be terribly not... in debt and have something to draw from. <laughs> right. That, that goes the same with making yeah. comic books too. Yeah. Um, get a degree first. <laughs> yeah. I also want to make sure that we know that we have in the audience uh, one of the more despicable members of Lucha Libre and Laughs. Um, as we've described that there is such a thing as a heel in wrestling, there's also such things as heel trainers or just hecklers. Managers. And off to, our right, uh, off to our right here, we have one of our more deplorable personalities at Lucha Libre and Laugh, Mr. Alabaster Kane. Mr. Kane. <laughs> Remember, this is supposed to be PG, so kind of... Oh, don't you worry. He, don't do he your is, normal... He, he is don't absolutely do your normal silken in the way that he will... Heavens to bits. <laughs> Never before have I seen such a menagerie of ne'er-do-wells and jackasses in one room. That's just the stage. Yeah. <laughs> I will be at Lucha Libre and Laughs this Saturday representing Mr. Chris Rath, who is the inevitable winner, because whenever Alabaster Kane is involved, the outcome is inevitable. <clears throat> it's on Sunday, actually. It's this Sunday. <laughs> It's this Sunday, I'm thrown off by the holiday. <laughs> anyway, I hope you all will attend if you can, you know, find the money. I, you all look like you're broke. <laughs> so scrape together some cash, maybe trade in some pop bottles, <laughs> and make your way down to the Oriental Theater where you'll see my, my stable be the inevitable winner. And this gentleman might also perform. Alabaster <laughs> <laughs> woo! You, you should speak like that more often. <laughs> oh, well, I mean, really I can turn it on and off if I do dare please, but I've lived in Colorado so long, it just, just feels forced. So, gentlemen. <laughs> that, was that was perfect. That was great. Well, thank you, thank you, thank you. Participation is easy. That was what we were going for before we got rudely interrupted. Slash introduced. <laughs> Slash introduced. <laughs> <laughs> oh, seriously though. So let's let's let, let's let's let's. Uh, these people came to be entertained. I feel like we're getting a little too serious. So um, we need to start up some local rivalries here in town. Xander, do uh, you have a local rivalry here in town? Somebody you beat up all the time or want to beat up? Who's your The Rock? Who's your the versus your whoever his <laughs> rival was. Because I don't, I, I, I like to my rock Bass versus Seven. Stone Cold rivalry? Is that what sure. you're asking? Yeah. It's going to be you in a minute. Nope. Yeah, <laughs> you're just a weirdo. Come on, <laughs> yeah. You guys don't want to see him cry. He already looks older than what he is, so it's okay. Um, I'm only 23 years old. <laughs> 25, 20 minutes. Literally okay. getting younger and older <laughs> at the same time. Um, Zach, Zach drew me this wonderful photo that is getting older as I uh, get younger, right in front of your eyes. 
Is it your Dorian Gray? Is that what you're saying? No, I don't even know what the hell we're talking about. Anyway. Okay, anyway, so let's rivalries. Start, let's start some comic rivalries here today. Let's oh, you get want the, me to start rivalries? Yeah, let's start them. Let's make them happen. Let's, right. let's get, let's well, get since, this crowd riled up. Since we're bringing it up, I've, Nathan Lund's been ducking me for this uh, comedy title for quite a while. Ever since he put a picture on Facebook, I said I wanted a shot at it. Well, weren't you already a champ once? Uh, former. Former. Oh, sorry to bring that up. <laughs> <laughs> former Lucha Libre and Laugh champion, former New Era 5280 champion, and you just had to bring up a sore spot, didn't you? Um, no, I don't. Uh, rivalries. I don't really have a rivalry going on with anyone right now. But uh, the Colorado independent scene is, it's great. There's there's a lot of there's a lot of talent out here. We have a man uh, who wrestles out here by the name of Sammy Six Guns Jr. He was formerly in NXT oh. as Travis Tyler and. Uh, He's good. He's, he's, he's pretty good. He's funny. He's, he's a part of Lucha Libre Laughs. He's one of those pieces that really helps connect it in terms of not just being a wrestler, but being an all-around entertainer and actually making everything in the ring legit. So it's not just, aha, he did something funny. It's like, oh, that hurts. And then something like me, where if I, if I perform something, oh, that looks like that hurt the other guy. And then I dance around and, and wiggle and shake like a little, like some little Cabbage Patch kid. Then you start laughing your ass off. And it's it, you know, it's funny. It, it's, it's to find a perfect combination like that. Um, yeah, I don't know. Does, well, has anyone here been to a, a local independent show in Colorado? One. Which one? What was it? Oh, ACW. Okay. Nobody likes Colorado Springs. <laughs> so you kind, of see, you kind of see where our issue is, is getting the word out here, just because wrestling, when people hear wrestling, you don't think of independent wrestling because independent wrestling isn't, it isn't, um, it isn't out there like WWE is or like TNA is or anything like that. Lucha Libre and Laughs is more along the lines of Chikara mixed with some PWG. Um, and that, and like I said, Lucha Libre and Laughs is the only promotion out here that's like that, is, is that unique. Everything else, uh, um, whether it's Primo's Wrestling or New Era Wrestling or NRW Wrestling, great product and everything, and it's a wrestling show. So you're going to go there and be entertained as wrestling, but Lucha Libre and Laughs stands out for the fact that you have wrestling and comedy and just the atmosphere itself because you have fans who go for the comedy and then like the wrestling, or wrestling fans who like wrestling go there for the comedy, and they, they, they enjoy it all. So it's, it's a good mix. It's, it's a great mix with that. But uh, what, getting involved, really? Well, uh, yeah. Sure. Yeah. This is your panel. I know. Well, I was talking about starting rivalries, because I, I want to find out whose ass Nathan wants to kick. I don't know. Why don't you ask Nathan? Who do you want to start a rivalry with? And then you. Why don't like, you like, shut up, and like, then I'll talk for a little bit about who I want to start a rivalry with. He goes, why don't you shut up and so he can talk. Hey, who do you want to start? Then you ask me. I, you, you mentioned how the, com the community here is uh, welcoming. It is. All you have to do to start doing comedy is uh, try to think up a few minutes of jokes and then go to one of the many open mics that we have and uh, tell them. And there's no pressure. You, know, that you don't have to do well. You don't have to you know, be brilliant right away. It's a process. And there's a bunch of places you can go where comics are going to try to help you out and make sure that... Uh, you know, if you say something that's kind of been done before to avoid that, or if something's good, they can tell you, you know, that was a good joke, you should keep, you know, keep telling that joke, and you just keep doing it. Uh, there's classes that you can take, there's, uh, there, there's people that, that are willing to, to teach you about comedy, but it's also good to just go to open mics and do them. It's free, you don't have to pay, you just, uh, you just show up. A lot of times you have to be 21 because they're in bars, 
but you can also talk to the door guy or the bartender if you're underage and see if you can just tell jokes and then get out of there. And, uh, and with wrestling, there's a bunch of great schools where you can get started and learn how to wrestle, including our friend uh, Joe, who uh, runs Primos. He has a school. They'll, they'll give you a free, it's, it's one, the first free session, isn't it? Mm -hmm. the yeah. You get one free uh, session where you can kind of learn really the basics. You, know, you, don't, you can't learn a ton in the first day. But you can learn the basics and see if it's something that you'd want to pursue. So either way, if, if, if you want to try to do either of those things, then there's ways that you can get started with them for sure. You just have to have the desire, you know, and focus, and then keep at it. Yeah. I would also, yeah, I would like to say that Nathan is uh, pretty much a model of persistence in comedy because he is, um, he eventually will get a good joke. <laughs> and he, he listens very well to all the advice that people give him. And he's a good sport about uh, our prank of giving him the Denver comedy boat. Now, I, uh, if I were to start a rivalry here, if I were to, you know, in fact, call somebody out in terms of a, a comedy wrestling or lucha libre, uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to call out my good friend Ben Roy. Mm, oh, uh, nice yes, guy. I'm going to have to. He's, uh, he's again, he's uh, one of my better friends. He's also a member of the Grawlix, and it will be spectacular to bring him down as he is so well-trained in jujitsu that I would... Uh, Absolutely love to uh, get nice and sweaty and just squirt out of every one of his. Uh, well, I'm a wordsmith. If it was gonna be fun until he interrupted me. <laughs> squirt. Every one of his holds. Ooh. Why not just say? Ooh, that, 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 it's all right. It's all right. It's a work in progress. It, Xander likes it. Xander, you don't like squirting out of holds. <laughs> No, that's it. Once we get once we get Ben Roy back from Los Angeles, uh, I'll, I'll be sure to uh, to suplex him into a complete and utter submission. And that's all I'm going to say about that. <laughs> what was the question? You want to start some rivalry? Yeah, we're starting rivalry. <laughs> we're starting rivalry. We're talking about a myriad. We're starting rivalry. What do you, what do you want to talk about? I thought this was comics versus comics. I thought there was going to be some yeah, type of yeah, rivalry yeah. between the comedians and the comic artists, and we're going to let's do start all it. Stuff and well, what, what's the whole point? Everybody's waiting for something to happen, right? And nothing's going on right now. Yeah. So this is this this kind of show's gone to crap, Damon. I'm totally blaming you for it. I'm just I'm just oh, I'm just this is this total is, crap, sir. Total. Crap. total so you know what? This is what we're going to do. This is what we're going to do. Oh God. I don't even know. Take That's right. Die. Die. From die. 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 We are here to take you Ladies down. Ladies and gentlemen, this show has gone to crap, so we're going to bring it back. Introducing our new manager for the evening, yeah. Mr. Alabaster Kane. Come on up. Come on up. Hold him down. Hold, hold him down. I've got him. Hold him down. Hold See? him down. And now, ladies and gentlemen, here's a swerve of the rivalry. The new Denver comedy champion, the guy that's paid us to do this. No way, no way. John Hickok. <laughs> the only way he's going to get this back is back. You guys got to come to Lucha Libre and laugh. And see him get the belt back, all right? We're doing it with style. We're not doing any 1990s throwbacks. This is the shoot. This is where you don't know what the hell is going on, and then. <laughs> You just get shot on. Everybody starts shooting. As opposed to working together, it's a shoot now. All right. We got Did you... 
<laughs> the reality of it is you just don't want to get Hawaiians angry at you because oh, yeah. they hit hard. It's Did really you guys see me squirt out of all those holds? That's <laughs> 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 it. Squirter. Oh, no. I was half expecting <laughs> the guys to just start beating me, kicking me while I was down there. I almost, I almost picked you up, but then that probably wouldn't go very well. well I mean, just I, throw you back down really hard. That would hurt. Oh, I really wasn't expecting that. That was fun. I don't need, I don't need to get this kicked out of Comic Con for hurting you and Dan. No. no, 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 no. I mean, Damon, that's what we we call in the business is you got work, so that's good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But and you're right. This isn't as much fun as I thought. <laughs> Thanks, Gerard. Sorry, it can't be about greasy, sweat, sweaty punk rockers or anything. Most Guys, I met Karen Gillian yesterday and freaked her out. It was awesome. Let's talk about that. Okay. No. So, uh, you guys, you guys are comic book artists. You want to start some comic book artist rivalries? Like, That's you want to call out man. somebody? Yeah. Yeah. What? Um, talk about what? <laughs> what do you want to talk about, Nathan? Whatever's next. Whatever's next. Okay. <laughs> Whatever, whatever's up next. I have plenty of rivalries, and it's just ugly. It really is. He's the most hated man in comics in Colorado. Yeah, I'm a virtual um, Ric Flair. I guess. <laughs> yeah. We got like. You're the ladies' man. The wheel and stealing. The wheel and stealing. If I had my sunglasses on, you would, you would believe it. Yeah. Just, let's, let's lean into it. We got like ten minutes left. Do we want to take some questions from our audience? Do we? You guys yeah. want to beat up on me some more? Do you guys have anybody questions? have any questions out there? Yeah. Yeah. Come on. You you have to come on up though. You want to come up? Whose are these? I don't even know. Touch my symbol. Oh yeah. You need to clean your sunglasses, there, sir. Wasn't there a mic over there? Hey, I was wondering, um, with like Finn Balor and uh, the whole sinister getup that uh, Stardust is doing, how close can wrestlers get to a established product of like comics and all that kind of stuff before it almost becomes like they're just kind of like making mark out more for the character than they are for the actual wrestler? I um, I think the the ugly side is the kiss demon. That's the example of that. Is a gentleman who's dressed like some awful demon that Chris, that Kiss created for him. Um, so that's the, like one of the closest I've seen to licensed characters really like crossing over. Like there hasn't, like so you're talking Stardust. Like he came out virtually looking like Mr. Sinister at WrestleMania. It was awesome. I like practically wept. Um, it was amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think like man, I think the best way to do it is like man, like those those subtle homages while keeping your own character. That's how I would do it. Um, like Finn Balor, like. When he was Prince David, would come out like as Bane or the Joker and mm-hmm. like or Carnage. It was awesome, yeah. um, but now like he's doing his own demon thing, which is based like I guess, guess in Celtic lore. Um, and I think that's even cooler than coming out as the Joker because I was like, yeah, you know, you can mark out for the Joker all you want, but something original that has like grounding in it is just amazing to watch. Um, but like you also see, you see Rey Mysterio used to come out like as the Hulk or Captain America or you know the Flash. Flash I mean, yeah, Flash, yeah. yeah. Every year, WrestleMania was a comic book character. It was, it was pretty cool, honestly. I love how you roll your R in Mysterio. <laughs> but um, I'm really bad at rolling R's, actually. In, in the bigger organization like WWE, you come across a lot of uh, things that you can't do. There's a lot of red tape just because of copyrights and licenses. But the fortunate thing for us like on the independent scene is uh, we pretty much have free range of what we want to do without very little worry of getting sued or, or you know, told to stop. Because when, when you're ma- making that much money as they are, then some songs are, you know, or most songs are, you know, 
off limits. You can't use that. There's characters you can't do. There's things you can't they you can't do just because they don't want to get sued or go into this whole little lawsuit or whatever. But on the independent scene, we can pretty much do whatever we want, which is amazing. Like next Sunday for Lucha Libre and Laughs, I'm doing a Mad. Ma I'm gonna wrestle as Mad Max, <laughs> and I, I I have it all planned out. I cosplayed as it yesterday, and I'm wrestling as Mad Max uh, next Sunday. So it's gonna be great. I couldn't do that anywhere else. And uh, uh, like Zach was saying, um, when Finn Balor was uh, Prince Devin in Japan, he was coming out as Venom. Uh, some of the, the other uh, independent shots he was making around the UK, he was, uh, he, he was Joker, he was Bane, he did a Hannibal Lecter one, which, was, which yeah. was fantastic. So, I mean, all these characters and stuff, when you get higher up, there's things you can't do. But, like, fortunately, on the lower levels, because we, we can do pretty much whatever we want, you know, like... I am the world's most complete entertainment package. I am a legitimate actor. I've been acting since I was a child. So there's a bunch of characters I want to incorporate into wrestling, you know. Um, and I, I'm, I'm, I'm a fan of, of, uh, of cartoons and anime and video games. And there's some comic books and all this stuff. Like so, all these characters, like I would, I would absolutely love to do. Like yeah, I would love to walk down to the, uh, to the ring as Jax from Mortal Kombat and go through a match. Like that would be amazing. <laughs> I would love to do the same thing as Cyborg, you know, it's, it's real elaborate, but like, I have the freedom to do that, you know, and unfortunately some guys don't, but when they have the creativity like Rey Mysterio or you have Finn Balor or even Stardust, getting to do these cool things that they, you know, you know that they can go out there and perform as, as you know, certain things when you, when you pull, you can tell it's clearly comic book um, inspiration and he's just inspiring you to create his own original character, which which is great. If you can do that, fantastic. You know, if it's if it's done well, you know, great. I love all that stuff. The big, the big over the top entrances, the real show off stuff. I'm I'm a huge fan of. I love it. But I also think he was saying how you you're not just gonna cheer for Finn Balor because he dressed up like Venom. He has to also have a great move set, a cool finisher. Yeah. So I, it it can take you. It can catch uh, you know somebody's eye uh, right off the bat and make you pay attention and then. You can uh, you can you know start to root for the character who dresses up like uh, famous characters. There's there's separation I think. If you're if you're not a good wrestler, if you're not good at talking, you couldn't you know put on the flash outfit and, and really get a bunch of cheers. It would it would only get you into the ring. You know it would get you through your entrance and that's it. So yeah, there's you know Rey Mysterio got off. You know his his moves were were gonna get you. You know if regardless of what he was wearing, but it was, you know, just adds to his character to have yeah, these homages to his heroes. Yeah, you're, you're getting part of his, pers his real personality. Like I said, I was talking about re reality earlier. You get part of his, like, real personality, what he likes, and, and then, like, that kind of endears you to him in a way, because, like, man, I love comic books, I love all this other stuff, and I love wrestling, so it's all coming together at once, and it's super cool to watch that. Mm -hmm. And if, just to piggyback, um, if you've never seen that guy's entrance at a Lucha Libre and Laughs, it's... It's out of control. It is so much fun to watch. Um, and yeah, it, it just goes to just if it, it's entertainment value. Uh, even based off of something as simple as an entrance, if you're putting on paint, it's to draw them in. It's to gain their interest. And then once you're in that ring, you tell yourself, now this is my time to shine. Everyone is looking at me. This is my time to not only entertain them, but invest them into me. Why they should actually care about every time I come to the ring. Why they see my name and want to go and see me. Not just because I have a cool entrance, but because my entrance draws them in, and then whatever I do inside of that ring, or with, within the match time, or whenever you see me, you're no, you know you're always going to be entertained. You know you're always going to enjoy what you see. Um, so 
a lot of people will will draw you in with this with big flashy entrances and everything, and that's great. And even if they're they're characters you like and they're characters you love, and they're you know they're 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 portraying them and it's good. And yeah, some will do that just hoping that oh yeah I'm gonna I'm gonna do Spider Man and then hopefully everyone will like me because I'm Spider Man and then go in and then just just suck, and it it's, it hurts. It 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 really hurts. It's heart wrenching. Just like ah oh, you. You're killing it, like, so much. But when people, I think people who really like that and genuinely do it because not just for a fan interaction, but on top of the fan interaction because they genuinely enjoy that themselves, uh, can go in there and prove to you that it, I don't want you to like me just because of what I do. I do this because we're mutual fans of the same thing. Now like me for what I am as a professional wrestler, so. Sweet. Got about uh, two minutes left. Uh, let's plugs, go with some plugs. Plugs, 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 plugs. plugs. Cheap plugs. Cheap plugs. Cheap plugs. Cheap plugs. Plug I'm in uh, artist. Lucha Libre Labs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in Lucha Libre and Labs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be in, uh, technically it's row I, but row J, um, is where my artist alley table is. I do have a Finn Balor print for sale. Um, but yeah, um, I'll be there. I'm, you can also pick up my comics at Mutiny. Um, Kilgore's hold around, all around the place. Um, I tend to do a lot of, uh, go to a lot of wrestling shows. So if you're there, come say hi. We'll chat. And you do a bunch of posters and stuff. Yeah, too, right? yeah, I'm working for working with Kevin O'Brien some posters and work with this guy here soon. Um, yeah. And hopefully with uh, with you guys at Lucha Libre and Laughs, just draw some posters. So. Uh, Sweet. Uh -huh. Yeah, man, I love I love doing the uh, promotional art. So. Um. Well, I'll take the mic now before I get somebody here. Jeez, can a voice speak now? Uh, I'm under the G banner. Uh, I don't know why, because my table's F19. So come and check us out. We just debuted our first comic book, Stella Noir. Uh, that debuted, and we've also got a lot of prints which has sold out, so thank you everybody at Denver Comic Con for making this year a success for us. Also, as a rivalry to Zach, I've got posters coming out for the one and only true champion here in Colorado, Lonnie Valdez. So check that out, that'll be coming down shortly. Derisive laugh. I really don't have anything to bump. <laughs> Not at all. Uh, no, I do a lot of shows. There's a, there's a comedy uh, collective called uh, Sexpot Comedy, which has a whole bevy of podcasts and, uh, and comedy shows around it. In fact, they are involved in one of the producers for Lucha Libre and Laughs. How many? We should get a dime every time we say it. We can right. buy a pitch. I should but, get a dime every time you yeah, say it. Yeah, all right. Well, all they do is sell pizza and weed. So that's going to be a lot of money in it's that Denver. one. Yeah, right? <laughs> yeah, I know. But that's, uh, you know, we work uh, all together. So if you guys want to look, look that up, I'm on a lot of their shows. And uh, that's my, I'm passing to Lund. Throwing to Lund. Uh, yeah, I do a show every Wednesday uh, called Too Much Fun. It's a free show. It's above uh, City O City which is uh, a great restaurant and bar. So yeah, that's every Wednesday. And then Lucha Libre and Laughs is uh, Sunday uh, at the Oriental. So definitely come to that. It's at 5 p.m. It's only 10 bucks. Uh, and you get to see uh, Xander and a bunch of other great people. And uh, yeah, definitely check that out. Lucha Libre and Laughs. Uh, no I'm doing a social media plug, I'm sorry. <laughs> Twitter, Facebook, you can find me, Xander with an X and Creed with a K. I do it to stand out. Don't correct me on the spelling. I know Creed is not spelled with a K. I know that. Please don't correct me with that. Um, yeah, Lucha Libre and Laughs is part of the uh, Crom Comedy Festival that'll be here. It's an all-weekend festival starting next Friday. Yeah, yeah. How did comedians forget about plugging that? Uh, <laughs> um, 
Yeah, uh, Lucha Libre lasts 5 p.m. at the Oriental Theater, only 10 bucks. Uh, we have uh, Adam Caton Holland on there, uh, I think Ian Douglas Terry, and there's a bunch of wrestlers. It's comedians, comedy yeah. stuff. Yeah, I'll be doing Crom Fest too. I'll be doing Picture This that Saturday night. Nice. Lucha Libre last. And one last thing. Oh, yeah, I forgot. Uh, we do have a podcast as well called The No Cell Society. It features myself, Zach Kinsella, and Rod Damana over there. We talk about wrestling. We'll have some of these oh, guys nice. on time if they want. Oh, comic sweet. books, and these comic things books. that we like here, I guess. Yeah, so yeah, <laughs> check us out No Cell Society on the YouTube channel. Yeah. yeah. And uh, as a part of Crompest, we'll be hosting one of these silly little mostly harmless talk shows uh, at Ratio Beer Works on Sunday. Uh, the theme is going to be Adventures in Drinking, where we tell stupid stories about doing stupid things uh, that children should not hear. So, uh, and then, I'm again, I'm the host of the Mostly Harmless podcast. Uh, oh, we do more. live shows every second uh, Thursday at Mutiny Information Cafe, Broadway in Ellsworth. And uh, it's fun. We have comedians, artists, and bands come out and talk. Make, also, one more make, a part, make of of ourselves. part of the Crom Comedy Fest, I will be uh, guest host on a podcast called Welcome to Denver, one Westward's best podcast of 2014. Uh, Corey Healy over there, host of it at Mutiny Cafe. Uh, that'll be at 4 p.m. on Saturday. Or no, yeah, 2 p.m.? Saturday. 2 p.m. on Saturday, I believe. All right, let's go. All right, everybody. Thanks anyway, for coming thanks and hanging guys, out. We know it. this was uh, the... Half-baked half idea, but thank you for coming and entertaining it. <laughs> All right, buddies. Thank you to everyone at Denver Comic Con for making this podcast taping a huge success. But I couldn't have done this without my buddies Nathan Lund, Jim Hickox, Gerard K., or Zach Kinsella, and then, of course, our special guest, Alabaster Kane and uh, Xander Creed. Xander, my beard hair still won't grow back in that one spot. You know what I'm talking about. Thanks, dude. Uh, the video component of this episode should be up hopefully soon. Uh, but uh, thanks again to everyone for listening. Uh, please stay tuned for the video. And then, hey, make sure you check out Ratio Beer Works, Tuesday, August 18th for uh, Lucha Libre and Laughs, the Ratio Rumble, Tuesday, 7 p.m., 2920 Larimer Street, RatioBeerWorks.com for more information. And uh, look up the Lucha Libres and Laps guys. I'm going to have all their information over at MostlyHarmlessPodcast.com. While you're over at MostlyHarmlessPodcast.com, please like us on Facebook, subscribe on iTunes, rate us on Stitcher. We're on most major podcast carriers, and uh, I, I enjoy the feedback and emails and um couldn't do this without you guys. So, uh, without any, you know, I, I don't, I don't really know how to get out of this episode. So, uh, buddies, thank you again for tuning in, checking this out, and buddies, we will see you in the funny pages. Take care. Oh, oh, in hell, you rotten motherfucker.